deepfaithwire.com. Well, the mainstream media has leapt to the defense of Joe Biden and his Afghanistan pullout, even as the Taliban goes on a worldwide press tour. Today's Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. I'm Dan Andros, and we'll have this story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faith Wire. Four big stories, three things you need to know about them, all from a Christian perspective. Joining me today, as always, Trey Gons Phillips from FaithWire.com with a quick look at what's coming up. What's going on, Trey? Hey, Dan. Happy, what is it, Tuesday? We're, t- we're on Wednesday. Tuesday, yep. Not yet. Oh. <laughs> but it's just so many, so much news. Uh, oh. So... Coming up on the podcast, we're going to talk about Tim Tebow. He's been cut from the Jaguars and has a faith-based response uh, to the news. And Haiti is pummeled by a tropical storm now hit with mudslides and flooding in the wake of uh, that horrible earthquake, a 7.2 magnitude earthquake. Mm. Uh, And then a couple in New York City, uh, they're thanking the police and God for the heroic rescue of their five-month-old son who had gone unconscious uh, earlier this month. Yeah, it's uh, some... Some heart-stopping video there. Anytime you see those dash videos and the whatever yeah, the sure. chest cam, what are they called? The vest footage or whatever, body cam footage of these officers yeah. in action. And even if you know the outcome, it's still it's still so tense. It's yeah, so tense to sure. watch. So, all right, let's uh, let's jump right in here. Story number one, the big story of the day: Afghanistan and Joe Biden yesterday. Uh, took a break from being at Camp David and spoke to the country and defended his pullout of Afghanistan. He, he kind of ignored or glossed over the main complaint that people had with the operation because the idea of kind of getting out of foreign countries is a popular one in our country. But the way in which it was done and executed was so spectacularly mishandled That's kind of what most people have a problem with. I mean, you see again today, more images have emerged showing people clinging to that C-17. There's pictures from inside the C-17 where you can see someone hanging on the plane. It's at a high altitude. They're up in the clouds and this guy's hanging on there. It's incredibly, incredibly sad. And President Biden said he and America have offered Afghanis every opportunity but they didn't have the will to fight on their own. And a lot of people agreed with that sentiment on both sides of the aisle, but criticized still the way that Biden seemed to be just sort of pointing the finger everywhere else and didn't really take responsibility for their mess ups um, in the way this thing was handled and kind of rushed. And, uh, but still yet you have the mainstream media, several of them stepping to the defense of the reaction of the move by uh, President Biden here. Stephen Colbert among those who defended Biden, and here's kind of what that narrative sounds like from uh, uh, Stephen Colbert's show last night. He's right. We've had troops there for 20 years. They fought. They sacrificed. Their families sacrificed so that we wouldn't have a terrorist attack in America planned in a foreign country. Why should our soldiers be fighting radicals in a civil war in Afghanistan? We've got our own on Capitol Hill. So there's the late night comedy show. I don't know if you... I had to make that clear because uh, it's comedy parts kind of been missing on some of these late night shows uh, <laughs> recently. So that's a comedy show. They're just doing a political monologue. Um, but again, bringing in January 6th, which has absolutely nothing to do with anything. But uh, they still want to keep bringing it back to that. So um, but a, but a bunch of people took issue with, again, comparing what the Taliban did with what happened on January 6th. Um, because we have videos emerging now of the Taliban going street to street, arresting people. Um, hard to say exactly for what. 
But they've also been going on a media tour and they gave a press conference in which they said they couldn't defend those who helped foreigners. So they were talking about trying to be more inclusive and then they get pressed on this. Well, why are you killing all these people that helped America if you're so inclusive? And so take a listen to a a minute or so of this press conference. It's remarkable stuff. Our fight was for Islamic rule. But now, we will be forming an Islamic government. We want a government. We want a government that everybody is involved, all parties included. We don't want fighting. We don't want war. We want peace. We want stability. Yeah, and those soldiers who died serving foreigners, I'm sorry, but yeah, I can't stand up for them. We took Afghanistan in 11 days, but we want to talk of peace. We don't want to fight. If it's about fight, we can do it. You saw it. But we are here for security. But now when you see us how we rule, you compare us with the government that just left, then you will see. Yeah, the flag is our flag. When the government is formed, we will talk about it. But you removed the Afghan flag from Wazir Akbar Khan. Yeah, but this is now, we haven't formed the government yet. There is no government yet. That's why we are putting Islamic Emirates uh, flags everywhere. So they've changed it to an Islamic government. Uh, They've changed the name of the country for now. And then they're just saying, just wait and see. Just wait and see. And you can compare us to that and we'll see how it goes. I mean... It's remarkable, remarkable stuff. And just a f- yeah. couple observations here on this one, Trey. Um, I mean, the Taliban seems to be realizing that the last 20 years weren't good for them. They got kicked out of power. A lot of them killed by airstrikes, etc. And now they're kind of trying to take that tact of like the PLO or a Hamas or a Hezbollah where they kind of have one foot in the respectability door where they've got a, they've got a foot at the table. They've got a seat at the table, but then they're also still terrorists. Um, and so they seem to at least realize that, that, well, we've got to at least put out a PR front. So that seems to be the tactic they're taking now. Another thing here we can't forget is Christians in Afghanistan. And they're among those who are extremely worried. Uh, the ICC interviewed an anonymous church leader in Afghanistan, well, someone who wanted to remain anonymous for obvious reasons. And they said the Taliban comes to houses, they ask for money, food, um, and those who don't adhere risk the chance of being killed. And he said that they'll also likely take children away from Christian families and you know turn them into sex slaves, Islamic fighters. He said definitely for Christians, it's just an obvious thing that the Taliban's going to take all their kids. They're going to have to go through retraining. They're going to, some of them have to marry Taliban. And for the boys, they're going to have to maybe be forced to be soldiers um, in the Taliban. And so um, he also said that many Christians are Dealing with this, though, through prayer, and he said, we trust the Lord and we pray that uh, he is sparing his people. We believe in God and we believe that as Christians, we know there's persecution. Every Muslim background believer 
like mm-hmm. myself that converted knows the consequences of of conversion. Islam is very clear: the apostasy it is death uh, for for the apost for the apostate. So there's no mercy on those people. So obviously, why that matters? I mean, be praying for not just Christians but for everyone over there. Uh, as the Taliban is trying to seek legitimacy, clearly they're taking a new tact. And if it works, as it appears, you know, President Biden wants to just wash our hands of this. Um, and people are going to be in some dire situations over there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I've got so a couple things. Um, one, uh, John Avant, he's uh, the, the president of Life Action Ministries. He tweeted yesterday uh, that he got this message from a Christian in Afghanistan. He said, our hope is not in politics, but in Jesus, who mm. is the king. Um, so, you know, they're still hopeful over there and they're trying to, to cling to their faith uh, right now, which is just, I mean, unfathomable situations, particularly to us over in the West. Like, it's just it's hard to really wrap our heads around what's what's going on uh, there in Afghanistan. And then another cool thing is there's a, a video of these women who I just think are, are heroes uh, who are outside uh, the Taliban government uh, headquarters mm-hmm. in Kabul and are just protesting yeah. against, uh, you know, Sharia law, protesting yeah. against this radical Islam. I mean, that's courage. Talk about, yeah, talk about modern day hero, heroism. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what that is. Uh, so just incredible there. And then uh, also, uh, this was just from CNN about an hour and a half ago, Dan. Uh, So far, President Biden has not spoken to any other world leaders uh, around the country Hmm. uh, in the midst of of this, which is just kind of a surprising note, I think, with everything that's gone on. uh, You know, even David Axelrod kind of described the way he was a, a, a spokesperson for Obama, even described the handling of this situation as just a, a complete failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and the, the White House has not spoken to any other world leaders about it, though, according to CNN, several of the other world leaders, Angela Merkel, Emmanuel Macron, uh, Boris Johnson, they've spoken with each other, but Biden hasn't spoken with them. So, uh, <laughs> kind of an odd, an odd position for us to yeah. be in there. Um, and I think, too, a lot of the criticism, particularly from conservatives, at least that I've seen on social media, isn't necessarily that it was so awful and wrong for the United States to leave Afghanistan. It was the way that it was done. Uh, And I think that's the spin that's being misrepresented in the media is that uh, Republicans just want to naysay and be opposed to whatever Biden's doing. A lot of them are not opposed to the fact that we've left Afghanistan. It's just that there was zero plan on the ground whatsoever, and, and we're reaping the unfortunate consequences of that yeah yep i think you said so, it well and um uh, we will keep you updated here on cbn and faith wire with uh with every yeah. development because I, th- I think it's going to be a busy week yeah for sure all right story number two so tim tebow has been cut from the jacksonville no, jaguars no. i know well <laughs> we uh, we have to bring in a couple lighter stories even though mm-hmm. it's disappointing for for tim it's not you know quite as serious as the other stuff no, going no, on so <laughs> but i know for for big tebow fans they're not going to be too happy right uh, so uh, here are, are three things you need to know about. Then we'll start number one with the details. So after a short-lived shot at tight end, it appears the 34-year-old's NFL career, like I said, uh, is finally coming to an end. Uh, he was released from the team after just one preseason game. And in a social media post published just as the news of his release broke this morning, the 34-year-old athlete, a Heisman Trophy winner, sports broadcaster, and even a minor league baseball player for five years, yeah. if, we remember, if we remember that from... Uh, I think he ended that one in February of this year. <laughs> yeah. 
so he referenced Romans 8.28 in his statement, which states that uh, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Uh, Tebow said, I'm thankful for the highs and even the lows, the opportunities and the setbacks. I've never wanted to make decisions out of fear of failure, and I'm grateful for the chance to have pursued a dream. Uh, Tebow also thanked the Jaguars organization and everyone who supported him uh, over the course of his NFL career, in particular over this last stint. Uh, and he first announced his return to football actually in early May of this year when he revealed he'd signed a one-year contract with Jacksonville, uh, which is coached by Urban Meyer, who was his mentor and coach uh, in college. So Meyer coached uh, him when he was a quarterback on the Florida Gators from 06 to 09. Uh, so, all right, number two, uh, Tebow's received an outpouring of support from people all across the internet, uh, which is awesome to see. Uh, Atlanta-based Pastor Louis Giglio, he said nothing but love and respect for Tebow. Uh, ESPN college football analyst Jesse Palmer said he was proud of Tebow for setting a great example for others to follow their dreams. And even Amy Palsik, she's the vice president of communications for the Jaguars. Uh, she described Tebow as a wonderful, kind, exceptional human being, adding, I'm grateful to have been able to get to know you a little bit this summer. And sports podcaster Jason McIntyre said Tebow is all class even on the way out. Uh, so number three, here's why it matters. The, here's the thing about Tebow. His faith always shines through, and that's so encouraging to see, Dan. I think, you know, no matter what uh, setback or disappointment he faces or if it's something great, uh, he's always using his platform to acknowledge God and his sovereignty and, and the blessings God's placed in his life. I think that's why so many people resonate with him, obviously, particularly believers. Um, and I also think that's why... A lot of people are bothered by him, too. I think, uh, if, you know, it goes both ways. A journalist, Brian Murphy, uh, he said he's never understood the Tebow hate, uh, noting his accomplishments as an athlete and his willingness to take a shot at different things and always having a good attitude. Uh, then McIntyre, the podcaster referenced earlier, uh, he said he thinks the anger toward Tebow is probably a ton of jealousy. Uh, so, but as Christians, I think we all know what scripture says, that God, uh, God's ways are perplexing to the secular world, to the mm -hmm. unbelieving world. Uh, that, that Christians are going to be disliked uh, and even persecuted uh, or in different places around the world. Uh, thank, thankfully, we've been protected against that so far here. But uh, we know that's what Scripture says of us, that we won't be understood, we'll be rejected, uh, and we're just sojourners in this, this temporary home. So I think that's probably some of the criticism Tebow faces, too, is that the world just doesn't want to accept uh, the faith that he so proudly and openly talks about. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw I saw people criticizing underneath his post this morning yeah. uh, when I think you shared it, and I saw commenters. You know, of course, you got trolls on the internet, and they're like, "Oh, well, things are going on in Haiti, and you're all worried about your sports career," which is just ridiculous. Because what's he supposed to do, right? He's he's yeah. up here in in the in the states, and Haiti's down there, and there's you can't just be there. And and also. The guy does all kinds of missionary work, you know, with his through his foundation in Haiti. So yeah. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if Tim is actually in Haiti by the end of the week <laughs> doing stuff yeah. down there to help. But that's what's great about Tim. Like, look, you don't, you don't want to put people up on a pedestal. But as a Christian example, I very few people have navigated kind of celebrity status as a Christian yeah. as well as Tim Tebow has. I mean, he always has a good attitude. I don't think I've ever seen him get mad at someone. He's always got a smile. He's always doing something nice. He he just puts a good foot forward, and he's not. He doesn't cave on scripture. So, uh, yeah. I, you know, he's not out there pushing the edges in the envelope. But he is unashamed about being a Christian, and then continues to put a good foot forward. So I I've always appreciated that 
uh, about Tebow. And I don't want to get too crazy because, you know, inevitably they'll find something that he's done wrong and, and they'll <laughs> shower it down on him again, missing the whole point of Christianity that we're all sinners, as, you know, I'm sure he well yeah. knows. So, Well, and, you know, one thing, too, that I just have to say about uh, about Tebow, and he just seems like such a, a genuine guy. Like, it's not just a facade that he puts up. Like, it's, you know, it might be easy just to go and say these good things over and over again, but I... I and it was a few years ago, I think 2018, maybe, maybe 2019. Uh, I got to go to his movie premiere, Run the Race, uh, and got to interview him on one morning. Uh, and then by that evening, he just kind of, he was walking to his hotel room or something, and he just happened to walk by and he saw me, like a, a little nobody who's not really anybody he cares <laughs> about. And he, and he like looked over, he's like, oh, Trey, it's so good to see you. Uh, <laughs> wow, I was like, oh, you. wow, like, you know, you, you remember, but like, so it says a lot about him is, is my point. Like he, he made sure to remember the people's names that he talked to that day. And when he saw them, he talked to them. And I saw him do that with so many other people. It wasn't just me. It was like every journalist who walked by who he saw, who he had talked to that morning, he'd ask them how they're doing, remembered their names. Um, so just authentic, authentic guy. And, uh, you know, his heart seems to be in the right place. So uh, we wish him the best of luck in whatever comes next. Although yeah. maybe he'll try another sport. <laughs> <laughs> I know, maybe the golf course or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but I would not be, I would not be surprised at all. So, <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's go right into story three here. And it's just an update on the Haiti situation. And to get the full impact of this trade, you get, you got to go to faithwire.com um, to see the yeah. article we've posted there today. Um, some of our contacts down there have sent us some videos and just updates on what's happening. And it's really just tragic. And, you know, it's gone from bad to worse there. The death toll over 1400 now. And they got pummeled by a tropical storm all morning long. And the videos are gut wrenching. There's the one in particular is of uh, it's in the city where it was the epicenter of the of the earthquake and 50% of the people lost their homes there um, they're already just modest homes usually it's just sort of um, you know cinder blocks concrete sort of walls and those 50% of those come crumbling down and so then they're getting hit with this tropical storm and people have just made these makeshift tarps and tents, and you can just hear the wailing and the crying, and it's just desperation, and, and it's 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 haunting. It's just been in my head all day because I was I worked up that report and had to listen to that, and watch it a few times. And man, it's just it, to think about. We're, we're so comfortable here in America. You got even when tragedy hits, most of the time you've got a place to go if you can't if your house something happens to you, you can go to a hotel. They just don't even have that, so they're just out there at the whim of the elements and of course it's a tropical storm of all things and that's yeah. also creating mudslides and severe flooding and so a couple things here Trey a couple observations uh, part two of this here the the roads in Haiti are crazy I, I gotta say this the, the mountain roads in one of the videos that we have on the website you can see a mudslide coming down on one of these mountain roads and the, Haiti is very mountainous and, and so um, they these roads go through the mountains and they they link the cities together. So these mudslides are just going to make it very difficult. To, it's already difficult, but they're going to make it even more difficult to get supplies from city to city. Might even be impossible. Definitely going to be very dangerous. I mean, I might, you may have seen these videos if you've ever been down a YouTube rabbit hole where you see in India where they're driving these big buses on these tiny mountain roads and 
you're like, wow, yeah. that looks like it's going to fall off. That's what it's like. And I remember being terrified going through this on Haiti. I was in a bus for a few hours and I just couldn't believe where we were driving. It was dirt roads with these like a big Greyhound bus on these dirt roads going through the mountains. But now they've got mudslides on those. So just, just just crazy, just crazy, crazy danger. And remember, the other point here is the corruption in Haiti is still there. I mean, a week ago, we were writing articles on CBN and Faithwire about how Haiti had no government after the assassination. It's just kind of a vacuum there. And so there was already chaos and instability. And now this is just chaos being heaped on top of chaos on top of more chaos. So utterly, yeah. utterly just tragic and, and crazy going on right now in Haiti. And obviously why it matters, you know, you got people there, big Christian nation, just and just humans that are suffering. So be praying for Haiti. You can donate to Operation Blessing. Uh, Operation Blessing. We've we've got that link in the article. You can go to ob.com. Um, that's CBN's charity arm there. They do a lot of disaster relief. And Samaritan's Purse as well. Uh, we reported on them going down. Franklin Graham said today that, that they've been asked to come to Haiti. So they do a lot of work there in Haiti. So they're going down now to try and help. So, um, yeah. so two, those are two great places you can donate if you're feeling led to do so. Or, you, again, as I mentioned yesterday, you can find a missionary on the ground um, or a smaller church group or something that you trust that you know is there and do that. Those, those are great ways to go. But um, definitely, first and foremost, have your prayers uh, with the people of Haiti who kind of their headlines kind of got taken away uh, because of Afghanistan this week. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Operation Blessings, Samaritan's Birth Purse, uh, both do such great work mm -hmm. uh, around the world. And I know they've done a lot of great work in, in Haiti. Another good one that comes to mind is World Help. Uh, they're actually based near where I am in central Virginia. Mm. Uh, and they do a lot of work uh, in Haiti and with uh, local missionaries in Haiti. So that's another thing that they don't just go and then leave. Uh, they like kind yeah. of like what, what Samaritan's Verse has done as well, uh, Operation Blessing. Uh, but World Help does this, I think, kind of throughout the years. They, they kind of just connect with locals there and they, they funnel resources to them. Uh, that way it's the locals they're doing the work. So, I mean, there are so many different organizations all, all having their own approach, but, but so many of them do such great work. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to know what to pray for, because I know it's been a tough week already, where it's we're only a Tuesday, and it seems like there's so much going on, but you can go over to any of our social media feeds, uh, Faithwire, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we've actually got prayer cards up uh, that give specific things you can pray for for the people uh, in Haiti. Mm. So I know that's helpful to me to know, okay, what specifically should I pray for? Um, so to be able to know what to pray for uh, is helpful. So you can go over to our social media, like I said, and get that information too. And then obviously read uh, Dan's story on faithwire.com. Because I, Dan, I think you started out the story exactly right. It's just <laughs> Haiti can't seem to catch a break. They I can't. may have just... Uh, had so much tragedy come their way, uh, and they certainly need all the prayers we can uh, we can send their way. Yep, and we will again, and the same as the Afghanistan story, we'll keep you updated uh, with more. Yep. We hear. I know I'm going to get more updates from Haiti from um, some missionaries down there that we're in contact with, so we will have those reports <laughs> right here on CBN and Faithwire. All right. Story number four. So Sean Ediveria, he's a father in New York City. He says that he and his wife and their infant son were blessed by God uh, when police officers heroically resuscitated their five-month-old boy earlier this month. Quite a, a miracle how that all worked out. Mm. Uh, 
So here are the details. Uh, that'll be number one. So sitting alongside his wife, Raina Anand, uh, Echeverria told the officers with the New York Police Department, we're super grateful that we ran into you guys when we when we did and that we were able to save this little kid's life. He said that as he was you know, looking down at his son. You can go over to faithfire.com and, and look at the video. His son is, his, his name is Zane, and he is absolutely adorable. Uh, so the dad said, thanks to you guys, we really lucked out. We were really blessed by God in that moment. Uh, so the cops responsible for Zane's rescues, uh, rescue were officers Riaz, uh, Bates, and Keller, according to NYPD Chief Rodney Harrison. They just happened to be uh, in the Brooklyn area right on the same street uh, when little Zane went unconscious. unconscious. Uh, on August 5th, uh, they were there investigating a nearby burglary uh, when the dad ran over and alerted them that his son had just gone unconscious uh, and asked them to, to come over, see if they could help, if they could call somebody. He wasn't sure what they what they could do. And immediately, I think it was Ray as actually jumped into action and, and performed CPR on him and got him, you know, woke him back up. Uh, so Rodney, the police chief, he said the officers immediately sprung into action and began to render aid to the infant until further medical assistance arrived. He went on to say the officers' heroic actions helped save the infant's life, and he's made a full recovery. Uh, he's been discharged from the hospital, is now back home and completely healthy. Uh, so let me see. Uh, observation number two. So there are so many police officers who do a, a great deal of good to hand but we never hear about them <laughs> or we like Not very rarely, rarely hear about yeah, them. very rarely uh, those stories just get drowned out so often uh by the handful of bad cops who are constantly making headlines and obviously we want to hold people responsible for for wrong actions right. and all of that of course but we also need to celebrate the vast majority of of great cops who are just doing the, their best to, to help their communities and this is just one of those instances i mean what a what a miraculous um situation that God ordained that they just happened to be on the same street at the same time uh, that little Zane went yeah. unconscious. Uh, so number three, you know, I know it's only Tuesday, like I said, but we've already <laughs> had so many heavy stories. I think it's going to be a heavy week, uh, like Dan said, with what's going on in Afghanistan and Haiti. Uh, so it's just nice to share some some really good news to end the podcast. Uh, like I said, head on over to faithfire.com. You've got to see the the video uh, of Zane and his parents. Just seems like they seem like such a, a sweet family uh, and a, a great story to to kind of lift your spirits this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, I mean, we need it. We need it. I, yeah. mean, I mean, my heart is heavy just from all of this human tragedy that we're seeing going on right now. So, man, it's yeah. good to get something that is uh, uh, a positive on the to get it on the docket there, and 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 realize that not all is lost here um, uh, in the world because it can certainly feel like that sometimes as we're uh, sifting about the news and watching it. So. All right, that is all the time we have for this episode today. As always, head on over to CBN News and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Stop on over to the 4 and 3 podcast. Subscribe. Come on, we want you back here tomorrow. And uh, leave a rating if you can. We'd appreciate that. So, all right, God bless. Have a great rest of the day. Remember to be praying for all those concerns we've lifted up. Give where you can. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. See you then. God bless. God bless.